Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Scotty Sons Football Podcast with myself, Roger Hanna and Robert Greve. We're looking ahead to another weekend of action. All six games for once on a Saturday afternoon. But of course, Robert, most people still looking back in Wednesday night. Hearts, Robbie Nielsen's farewell... And they gave his old gaffer Mark Warburton what for it, Tynecastle? Yeah, they didn't have Hearts uh, comfortable winners in that game, 2-0, going on, well, I thought they, they, they stole the game, I was going to say it's going on 3-4, or four, but a very dominant Hearts performance, but if you're a Rangers fan, if you're Mark Warburton, any of those players, then you have to buck up your ideas, you know, the players do, because nobody are near good enough, Roger. Now, Robin Nielsen heading for MK Dons, and he heads there with Hearts second in the Premiership, a 16,000 full house for the Rangers game on Wednesday night. What's he thinking about going to Milton Keynes, Don? He's thinking probably about doubling his money for a start, and he's thinking about going to an environment where he's going to get more scope to, to grow as a manager, I, I would suspect. I think Robbie Nielsen's done a fantastic job at Hearts in the time he's been there. He's ticked the boxes in terms of what, they, what was required there and getting a promotion and back up. For me, you're right, Hearts is a club going places, Hearts is a club on the up. However, Robbie Nielsen wasn't loved at Tynecastle in the last couple of years, Roger. You've had a point where Fairly recently, there was um, aeroplanes going across Tynecastle getting Nielsen out, which I found absolutely staggering at the time. So it looks, reading between the lines, as though Hearts haven't been extremely difficult to deal with in this situation. MK and Dodds have come in, they've made a move for, for Robbie, they've got Robbie, and Hearts have, have almost stepped aside. And I, I couldn't believe it. The other night, you've got Hearts fans kind of opening the door for him. I've always been a great believer that the managers, they, move, they should move when the time's right for them rather than hanging on and, and having their fate Absolutely. decided for them by directors is Robbie Nielsen therefore jumping at the right time? Yeah absolutely we've seen it countless times in the past you look at let's say Neil Lennon for instance at Celtic Neil Lennon uh, did an amazing job at Celtic probably could have gone a season earlier than they did and by the time he goes he doesn't get the job that he probably could have got had he gone a year earlier Robbie Nielsen and that's the same with any a lot of managers most managers there's a, there's a peak to reach and it's about getting out at the right time I think Robin Nielsen's looked at this thinking how much more can I do at Hearts as I say or for whatever reason and I think a big part of the reason is that Hibs won the Scottish Cup he gets hit with that, that stick by Hearts fans rightly or wrongly because they were in a, a, a winning p- p- position in one of the ties and, and Hibs has run to the Scottish Cup for whatever reason he doesn't have the full backing of that Hearts support and I think he's looked at it and thought that the time's right to go and as I say Touching at the very beginning, Roger, what kind of money is he going to make on to down there? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a different environment. It's an environment where he'll have more scope to do what he wants. He, he may not have a director of football in Craig Levine, who has at Tynecastle, who guides him probably more than a manager might want at times. And that's maybe one of the reasons why and, he's going. And I'm sure the Hearts manager in 114 years' time will get similar stick when Hibs next win the Scottish Cup. But we've looked back on Nielsen. If you look forward... What does the future hold for Hearts? It looks as if it will be in the hands of Ian Cathro. Is that a sensible, logical appointment for Hearts? It's a risky appointment for Hearts, if you ask me, Roger. Ian Cathro's a guy who, in football circles, has a growing reputation. He's come through from a young age at Dundee United. Uh, Craig Levine worked with him there. Uh, used to 
glow about him, came a real uh, mentor for him, I think, and Cathro has gone on, worked abroad, down at Newcastle as well, and, he, and he's enhanced his reputation as a coach now, that's all very well and good, Roger, but it's a huge leap to go from being a coach, at whatever level, to being a head coach and a manager now, as, a, as we've touched on, there's a difference at Hearts because they've a director of football in Craig Levine who clearly has a very hands-on role there, but I still think it's a huge leap for someone like Ian Cathro, who's, who's relatively inexperienced, not relatively inexperienced, he is inexperienced in terms of management, so a huge risk for them. Uh, it'll be very interesting and fascinating to see how he gets on there. He's only 30 years of age, he would be the youngest ever head coach in the Scottish Premiership, but already he seems to polarise opinion. There are some, Kenny Miller, our colleague being one in the office, who thinks he is the next Mourinho. There are others, though, who doubt that he's got the experience, the knowledge and the personality to cope with big-name players and big personalities in addressing them. Yeah, well, listen, let's not look too much into what Kenny Miller in our office thinks. We don't really pay too much attention to him at the best of times, so we're not really going to listen to him in this. So, no, Kenny thinks he's a great appointment, but, as I say, great. Time will tell with Keane Cathro. I'm not pouring cold water on Roger. I'm very open-minded about the whole thing. His age, for me, isn't the biggest issue. It's the environment he's been working He's been a coach, and I think... If Craig Levine's going to have a hands-on role, then, then fine. That that's fine. I don't have a. If that that's maybe the, it's worked for Hearts until now, so you can say it could work again. But it's a big difference. Robbie Nielsen was a professional player for a long time in his career. He knew how to deal with players. He knew how to deal with with dressing room environments. Now, does Ian Castro? He's worked at Newcastle. He's worked abroad. But has, has he got that personality to be able to deal with that? I'm not sure he does. What he'll need to do is keep Hearts second. They're, they're second just now. There's a lot of Hearts fans believe they should finish his season second behind Celtic. If they do, though, it's only going to heap more misery on Mark Warburton, who now has got Aberdeen at Ibrox on Saturday, and then Hearts coming to Ibrox the following week. Huge, A huge week for him. I mean, we've, we've been in this movie before with Mark Warburton. We've talk, talked about this in the back of uh, various disappointing results from Rangers' point of view, and we've said, oh, Mark Warburton's under pressure and, and what's going to give, and then he gets a result. So it wouldn't actually surprise me if he got a result against Aberdeen at the weekend, but this is an Aberdeen team hurting from their League Cup final performance as much as the defeat, because the performance was woeful from Derek McInnes' team. So I think it's a fascinating game at Ibrox on Saturday. I'm doing the game, I'm looking forward to it. If Aberdeen can go there and get a win, Roger, I think the tide will turn significantly on Mark Warburton. And the dynamic at Ibrox is always fascinating, but in, in the week leading up to the AGM, the focus seemed to be on Dave King. After the defeat at Tynecastle, the focus again is on Mark Warburton. Surely there's going to be a stage where some of the players are going to need to take responsibility for these, these shortcomings, Robert. Yeah, but he, he's a guy that picks the players, Roger. He's a guy that signed the players. I mean, you can, you can you're right. I mean, you can, James Tavernier at Tynecastle on Wednesday night, I thought... I couldn't understand his performances. I, I, I think he's a, he's a he's a good player. I think he's a good player for Rangers. He's, he's been a, he was a terrific signing for them when he came in. And, and last season he was phenomenal in the amount of goals he scored. But he was so bad at Tynecastle. His performance was dire. And you could but you could then you could go right through the team. Rangers in big games haven't turned up, especially big away games. You can argue where they've where they've gone, got their points from. It's not been good enough. They're not scoring enough goals. And generally that their plan doesn't seem to work. I and mean, when it doesn't work. I know we've gone about this and Mark Warburton's gone about if plan A doesn't work then plan B is to do plan A better nonsense you need a backup plan and Rangers don't have one at the minute and, and you're right you can point the finger at the players but Mark Warburton ultimately is the man who brought these players in he's the man who picks the team he's the man who gives them the, the formation and the tactics the box stops with him Roger 
Stephen from William Hill, our sponsors. This year. Stephen, what, what's the current baiting to finish second? Because as, as we stand here, Hearts are second, Rangers are third, Aberdeen fourth, but the, the Dons do have games in hand. Well, this betting's slightly changed since yesterday's result. We've now got Aberdeen at very, very slight favourites to finish second at 65, and Rangers at 13 to 10, and then you've got Hearts at 4 to 1. So it's you know it's 65 and 13 to 10. It's very minimal, you know, the difference there. But I suppose as well what we've done is we've priced up who will finish higher with the three teams. So if you wanted to take Aberdeen versus Rangers, we've got five to six to both of them to finish above each other. So there's absolutely nothing in our eyes that splits them. If you fancy Rangers to finish ahead of Hearts, they're at four to six. And if you fancy Hearts to finish ahead of Aberdeen, it's 11 to 10 or Aberdeen are four to six. But Robert, all those odds could change. You look at Rangers since they came back up, They've only had one win against the teams who finished in the top six last season. And they've now got a run of games, which includes Aberdeen at Ibrox, Hearts at Ibrox, and Celtic at Ibrox. They're going to have to improve against those top six teams if they're going to finish second. Yeah, absolutely. And as I touched on there, Roger, they're not scoring enough goals. I think on average it's something like a goal a game. And for a Rangers team, that's just nowhere near good enough. You look at the firepower in that team, potentially, it's nowhere near good enough. They do not score enough goals. Kenny Miller... Arguably still their best player. For me, he is their best player. And Kenny Miller is almost your age, Roger. You know? And you hobbling here on a, a Monday morning. For me, that's... It's the sad indictment in Rangers at the minute. That they're not scoring enough goals. They're not doing enough in games. And I think, really, they're under pressure for this game against Aberdeen. It'll be fascinating. I keep using that word. But it will be fascinating to see how the fans react if there is a a negative result at Ibrox on Sunday because I tell you what the Rangers fans have, have stood by this team the Rangers fans haven't really turned or shown shown any signs of turning up until now Rangers have clawed points in the last few weeks against Dundee at home a late late last minute injury time goal to win the game at Partick Thistle two late goals to win the game I don't and the, you can look at it and say well they did get the result so that's the bottom line the Rangers fans have been pretty much sticking by Warburton and the team at the minute but I think that could turn very quickly as you say huge games Aberdeen and then, and then Hearts again a huge huge week for Matt Warburton as you say you're doing the game please don't go on Sunday as you said because it's Sunday, three o'clock Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all of that said and they're all valid points but Aberdeen haven't won at Ibrox since Ian Cathro was in nursery school 1991 <laughs> was that six weeks ago <laughs> Ian Jess Brian Grant every time they go there with a health statistic as well if Aberdeen can't turn up for a League Cup final at Hamden. What makes anyone think they're going to turn up and not bottle it at Ibrox? Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You're right, they didn't turn up against Celtic at Hamden. They, I thought their performance was, was dire for a Cup final. They hardly laid a glove in Celtic. I think they hardly fouled Celtic at any point. It was like the Celtic-Barcelona game, the first game when, when Celtic couldn't get close to Barcelona. But listen, there is a golf in, in class, a golf in salary between Aberdeen and Celtic, but you should, they should still be more competitive than they were in a cup final at Hamden when it's a 50-50 split with fans. You're right, there's focus on them. Do they turn up at Ibrox with belief? Um, do they turn up there and 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 show that they've got something about them? Um, I think they will. I, I genuinely think they will. I don't think... I, I, think the, I think the performance against Celtic makes it harder for Rangers. I, I think Aberdeen have a point to prove uh, Ibrox in terms of performance now whether that's good enough to get them the win time will tell I'd be very very surprised if we're pointing fingers at Aberdeen in terms of bottle Ibrox on Saturday Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They might lose, it might not go for them. I can't see that happening two weeks running. What are the odds looking like for, for the individual game, Stephen, on Saturday at Ibrox? Yeah, well, we've priced, we've got Rangers at favourites at 11 to 10. 23 to 10, they draw an Aberdeen and outsider at 11 to 5. So, again, you know, not much in terms of the finishing positions between them, but 11 to 10, and I think it's for me, Roger, it, it goes back to what you're saying there about the history, you know, the last time they won there. But also, as Mark Warburton has been telling us this week, you know, Rangers are unbeaten in 32 games at Ibrox. So, you know, that for me is the reason why it's 11 to 10. You know, prices were, were very different when it was at Pataudry, but for me, we've got Rangers at quite substantial favourites at 11 to 10. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Just touching back on half, they've obviously got an awkward trip to Dingwall at the weekend. John Daly, the under-20 coach, is going to take the team in anticipation of Ian Carthrow's appointment. How are the odds looking? Because on one hand, they could be shaky with hearts effectively managerless, but they're just off the back of a 3-0 at home to Motherwell and a 2-0 at home to Rangers. Yeah, well, we've priced them up at probably a very similar price to, to Rangers against Aberdeen. We've priced them up at 23-20, to 20, so just over double your money. But Ross County at 11-5 and the draw at 11-5. But, you know, as you say, you know, the book would have been done in this before the Robbie Nielsen NK Dons thing so the prices have fluctuated a wee bit they've, they've drifted out a wee bit they were slightly odds on hearts before that so you know but we've still got them at quite substantial favourites Roger like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest the weekend action starts at Hill Saturday lunchtime Celtic away to Motherwell there's been a bit of talk Robert among some Celtic players that they could go through this 38 game Premiership season Unbeaten, a bit like Colo Touré and, and, and Arsene Wenger's Invincibles back, back in the day with Arsenal. Is, is it possible? Yes. Who's going to stop them, if anyone? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who, who, right, this, at this particular moment in time, Roger, which Premier League team would you look and think are going to beat Celtic? So not Motherwell on Saturday lunchtime? Uh, listen, it could happen. Clearly it could happen, obviously. There's no doubt about it. In any given day, uh, Celtic aren't that much better, but at the minute they're showing signs of it, we're speaking to Brendan Rodgers at various points and he's always trying to play this factor, this uh, target down. But I tell you what, it will be at the back of the, the minds of the Celtic players. If I'm a Celtic player in that dressing room, I'm thinking, let's make this a historic season. Listen, things can happen in a game. Things can happen in any game. Somebody could get sent off, someone can get injured. Bad bobble, a goalkeeper has a, an amazing game. But at this minute in time, I don't think any of the teams in Scotland come close to touching Celtic. And I tend to agree they must be thinking of it for no other reason than 
the League Cup's already in the trophy cabinet. The European campaign is already over, albeit you know, they'll play Manchester City in a, in a dead rubber on Tuesday night at the Etihad. The league is all but sewn up already, so other than the Scottish Cup, the, the only goal left for Celtic is to go through the season unbeaten. Yeah, I mean, we're barely into December here, so maybe we are getting ahead of ourselves, but I think it will be a target. They're going to have difficult games, they go to Ibrox and whatever you think of Rangers at the minute, Celtic going to Ibrox at any time is going to be a, a test yeah. for them. That would probably be the one game that you wonder if something could happen. Petodri could be difficult, but I just, I just, when you look at it team for team, I just don't think a team in Scotland comes close to Celtic at the minute. They've got far too much power and pace, absolute pace, which teams and other teams in Scotland don't have. You, you talk about power and pace. Scott Sinclair has been a terrific acquisition this season. I think people thought Celtic would miss him in the League Cup final at Hamden last Sunday against Aberdeen. They most certainly didn't. No, well, you, someone like James Forrest stepping up. I'm a big fan of James Forrest. I think he's a, a terrific player. Uh, he, he's such a fantastic start to the season. Fell away a bit slightly, but you've got guys like him and Patrick Roberts who, can, who came in as well. As I say, they've got, they've got so many players capable of winning a game of football. Tom Rodgers capable of winning a game of football. And that's before you even took look at Dembele and Griffiths. Guys from the middle of the park are scoring goals. And we talk about the number of goals they're scoring compared to the other teams. That's why that's why Celtic are far and away the best team in this league. They've got so much firepower, so much pace and power as well. Steve, are you boys at Hills taking a bit of money already this early for Celtic to finish the season unbeaten? Yeah, we have. They've took, um, took, it was to take a bit of a tumble. I think it was 81 maybe a few months ago, and it went down to 61, now it's round about 5 to 1. Um, so, definitely, you know, that and the treble price has obviously gone. It was 94, and it's, it's down to 64 at the moment. So, so not a lot of money, and I'll be in Rovers to knock Celtic out in the fourth round of the cup. No, I've not took anything in that so far. But Kenny Muller's got 20 quid on it. What about Saturday lunchtime at well, Fur Park? Is there any money going in on Motherwell to, to interrupt know, this? You know, to to be honest, that you know, over the years that that I've been, you know, working working with William Hills and, and you know having a punt myself with a competitor. Obviously, you boys are allowed to punt. Oh, a competitor. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. You know, Celtic have won to five away from home at Fir Park. I can't remember them ever being that price. I mean, that just echoes what what, he's, what you guys are talking about. You know, they were usually maybe one to one to two, maybe one to three, but for one to five Celtic, you know, you can you can clearly see why. I mean, Marlow's record against Celtic as well. I think they've only won one in the last thirteen, but I genuinely can't remember in, Celtic being that. In big. recent seasons, there was a, there was a season where all the first goal money would go in Chris Commons, and last season all the first goal money would go in Lee Griffiths. Is all the money now falling in Wizard and Bailey for games like this? Yeah, well, pretty much. You know, I think. He's priced up at five to two for the first goal against Motherwell, but you know we're pretty much taking a lot of money in him. It's, it's a strange situation with him, is it? Because it was Griffiths, it was all the money, and then but Griffiths will still be priced up at the same price, roughly, because if he comes off the bench, last goal is the same as first goal. So I think so. I mean, but no, there's money being spread about. Obviously, Sinclair, well, he's he's a top scorer in Scotland, isn't he, at the moment? So we're taking a lot of money in him as well. Not for this game, obviously, because he's injured. But. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. <laughs> Three more games at the weekend. Neil, the producer, he, he's, he's desperate to get back up to Tannadice for this big one in the Championship against Hibs on Friday night. But we're, we're only really going to speak about them, Robert, next season when they're back in the top league. We keep telling them, you know. So they're, they're rivals, Dundee, who the last time I checked, were the only team from the city of discovery in the top league. Sorry, Neil. Uh, they go to Kilmarnock on Saturday. Kilmarnock still without Chris Boyd, still without Greg Kelty. How much is that going to hamper them? And what is really 
a six pointer in the bottom six. Yeah, it's so tight in there, isn't it, Roger? There's so many teams in that little cluster. Chris Boyd's been a, a loss for Kilmarnock for me, as much as behind the scenes uh, as he is on the pitch. So, yeah, I, I don't think that Greg Kilty as well, a real up and coming talent there. That's an intriguing game. It'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. I know you rate Paul McGowan highly at Dundee. How important has he been in this little run that's helped get Paul Hartley's team up from rock bottom up to seventh? Yeah, key player for them. Absolutely key player for them. I, I like Paul. have done for a long time. Player with real talent. When he's focused, for me, he's a, an inspirational player for Dundee. I, I really think he is. He, he was key in the, the win they had over Hamilton two or three weeks ago. He scored a good goal that day. Yeah, they need someone like Paul McGowan to be playing well to be getting up getting points on the board and, and climbing tail. And it's a little while away, yeah, but he, he'll have one eye on a Scottish Cup tie against his old team, St Mirren, as well. Yeah, but there's no chance in that game, have they, Dundee? <laughs> Talking of clashes in the bottom six, Partick Thistle, rock bottom now. They go to Hamilton on Saturday. Is this one of these games, it's almost impossible to, to, to choose a winner? I'll go for Partick Thistle now. Well, let's ask Stephen. Pretty much. What you're saying there, we've got 13 to 8, Hamilton, Partick at 85, and the draw at 21 to 10. But for me, I, you know, I would be going around the, the draw because you know, Hamilton seemed to be the, the draw spare, six draws out of the last eight games. Is it I, I'll, I'll nail this one, I'll put my hat in this one, Roger. Partick first will win that game. There you are, you know, had you heard it first. Is it, is it similar odds for Kelly Dundee down there? Kelly Dundee, we've absolutely can't split them at all. Both Kelly and Dundee, 85, and the draw at 21 to 10. If I have a wee bet Saturday, I, I think I'll be putting Dundee in my cover. To be honest with you, 85, the problems you're talking about, but also, you know, Dundee seem to have, apart from that last minute goal against Rangers, you know, that's that three out of four they've won, and I think they're coming back yeah, at the dreadful start. This is only an audio podcast, but certainly Stephen needs to put something in his coop, and I would have thought. What, 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 what about what about relegation odds? Who have you got as favourites to, to go down and possibly replace Niels and D United in the Championship? This, this market's extremely interesting for me, you know, and I was, I was speaking to Neil before you guys came on. Not that I would. I'm not a trade. I'm not a compiler, but I think I think it's wrong to be honest with you. You've got Kilmarnock the favourites at twelve to five, which you can you can understand. You've got Hamilton eleven to four, Dundee at ninety two, Motherwell at sixty one, and then Partick at sixty one, and then you go down to Inverness at sixteen to one. And Inverness are sitting in you know yeah. I know there's only six points separating it from fifth down to bottom, but there's. Well, before, before anyone notices, Robert, that Stephen from William Hill says the compiler from William Hill have got it wrong with Inverness. Let, let's look yeah, at the Inverness be, game. That be sacked before that's <laughs> the, the last of the Premiership games, Inverness go to St. Johnson. And everybody wins at St. Johnson at the minute. Yes, it's a strange one. St. Johnson, for me, team that usually so dominant at home, big fan of Tommy Wright, and usually they're, they're, a, they're a strong team in Moderna Park. It's not happened from this season. And again, teams are going there probably now thinking they've got a real chance to to get some points whereas before a year ago it was a place where they knew they were going to get a tough game I think they've still got tough games but they're not as as kind of strong as they were at home as as they were before as people were saying there's only two guarantees in Perth this season when you go there you'll see our man Robert Thompson walking his dug and you'll get three points off St Johnson that that will need to end otherwise St Johnson are going to get sucked into Stephen's odds for, for bottom six and, and for relegation? Or is that being too dramatic? Well, it has to end at Robert's to stop walking his dog. <laughs> no, listen, they're, they're, they're definitely down there. They're definitely in, in search of... Uh, they need something to turn. They really do. But I've, I've got enough faith in Tommy Wright there. Uh, I think he's a top manager, uh, a really top manager in Scotland. And I, I'd be very surprised if they're involved at the end of the season. 
and Chris Miller back fit again. I'm, 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 exactly. I'm told I'm not going to risk him against Carly Thistle. They're keeping him for, for the hectic Christmas fixture list. Yeah, really? I, thought, I think it was him that told me that. Uh, do, you, do you imagine whether Chris Miller will stay fit, Stephen, for the, the entire festive schedule? What, for under 20s? <laughs> 100 to 1, do I hear you say? <laughs> Boys, thank you very much, and we'll be back next week with another Sunsport audio podcast looking ahead to another weekend of Premiership action. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.